Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars, to The Office, to cosplay, to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. On this episode, we are going to be discussing Marvel. We're going to be primarily focusing on the movies, maybe some of the television shows as well. Um, But we will briefly touch on the comics, too. And I'm excited because three of our panelists haven't been on a long time. One hasn't been on since last year. So that's really exciting. So I'm going to go. So before we start talking about Marvel and before I have everybody introduce themselves, just to quick housekeeping note that we are taking listener support now for as little as 99 cents a month to 9.99 a month if you want to support the show please click listener support in the show notes or go to our anchor page and click listener support there and as i've mentioned before 50 percent of what we see from that will be going to a black lives matter organization at the end of november and then from now on every month at the end of the month we will announce a different organization and then also just even if even if it isn't coming from donations you're giving to us i just want to highlight different organizations that people can continue to donate to especially right now with everything that's going on i mean it's important constantly but um i have a feeling It's going to be even more important in these coming months. So, yeah. So keep an eye out on the page for that announcement. Okay. So let's go around and have everybody introduce themselves and tell me one thing in pop culture that you are excited about right now. Lydia, what are you excited about right now? I'm writing one right now. You're writing one? Yeah. That's fun to do. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Do you mind sharing what it's for? You don't. Don't share your name, but just um, what it's for. It's just like a Marvel fanfic, which is kind of perfect for this. Yeah, that is. That's awesome. Is it a is it a Stucky fanfic? No, but I did write oh. one of those too. Okay, because I know you mentioned before that uh, to me that you uh, ship them. So <laughs> awesome. Well, that's so great. That's wonderful. Cool. Cool. You'll have to tell us off um, offline your name on there so we can go check out your work. Okay. <laughs> and Melody, who hasn't been on since last year, since last December when we did our Star Wars episodes. Melody, what is one thing you're excited about right now? Uh, well, it is actually Star Wars related. Um, let's. Uh, what I'm excited about is my favorite Star Wars character, Ahsoka Tano, is coming to live action after so many years. Uh, just so excited. Um, it's either going to be episode five or episode six, and she's going to be played by Rosario Dawson. So she's an amazing character. Um, if you haven't had a chance, Clone Wars animated series and Rebels, so well done. So it's so Star Wars. It's wonderful. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I think every week from now on, at least one panel member is going to mention something Star Wars related. I have a feeling <laughs> it's going to be happening for the next few weeks. As well they should. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah? Or maybe two panel members. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, Mandalorian uh, um, Chapter 10 came out today. So, and, and, of course, I watched it. Um, but, I mean, besides that, um, 
there is, and I need to check it out. There's a new show on Amazon, and I think it's called Truth Seekers. Um, and it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, which is always a fantastic combination. Um, so I want to check that out. Um, and the other thing, I'm not sure if I'm how excited I am about it, but more intrigued is uh, Ernest Klein has done a sequel to Ready Player One called Ready Player Two. Uh, absolutely loved the first book um, and all the 80s nostalgia. So I'm kind of uh, curious how uh, part two is going to be. Awesome. Yeah, I still haven't seen Ready Player One, which is weird since I, I know I, and I'm, I'm big on 80s nostalgia in pop culture. You'll love it. So, yeah, I should I should check it out. Definitely. Of course, the book is better. <laughs> <laughs> and Tanya, what are you into? Hey, I'm Tanya Cook, uh, pronouns she, her. And right now, I just finally finished um, first season of a show called The Expanse, which was on Sci-Fi and is now on Amazon Prime, I believe. And I think it first aired about, you know me, like I'm always like 10 to 15 to 20 years late on stuff, which is fine, <laughs> except for Marvel. I'm current. But um, yeah, The Expanse, which is some really good sci-fi. And I, I love sci-fi, but I'm, I'm picky. And the last sci-fi I liked this much right away was Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, which we probably need to have an episode about. But um, yeah, it's oh, really yes, good. Yes, it's, yeah. The Expanse is, is great. It's really interesting. So no spoilers, though. <laughs> yeah, it's right up there in my top 10 as well, Tanya. Yeah, we actually are doing a Battlestar Galactica episode next next year. Um, I think it actually might already be full, <laughs> but we are doing one next year. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's on the schedule. And this is Aaron, and what I'm into right now, um, I know everybody is used to hearing me talk about something on Shudder usually, but I'm not going to this time. This time I'm going to talk about the Great British Baking Show, which I, I've loved that show forever. Um, and it's one of those things that, especially right now, it's such a great comfort to watch. And everybody is so nice to each other. That's what I've always liked about that show is it's not like catty and people aren't mean and cruel to each other. And everybody genuinely wants people to succeed. Plus, it's just so cool to watch. And there's always so much diversity with um, the contestants on there, which I really appreciate. So, yeah, I just I love that. And if you don't know already, it's on Netflix. So that's what I'm into right now. Okay, so let's get into Marvel. Um, and I know for comic books, I'm going to probably primarily turn to you, Tanya. But I just wanted to ask Lydia first. Do you read any of the Marvel comics? Um, I've read a few. I've read The Amazing Spider-Man and, like, a few Black Widow ones. But I haven't had, like, the chance to read a lot. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, and we're going to primarily going to be focusing, like I said, on the movies and the TV shows and stuff. But I um, just wanted to see. So, Tanya, I know that you've you've read quite a few, right? And right. Yes. Yeah. I um. Well, I will preface this with saying I got into comics at the the youthful age of forty. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, because and this is where it comes back to feminism with your with your. Um, your overall focus for this podcast, right? Because for me, I read a bit of X-Men um, in high school in the 90s, and I definitely had looked at Spider-Man um, as a kid and have always loved Spider-Man. But 
I, I wasn't really, I, I mean, those were sort of socialized as these are boy things, right? And so as a young woman growing up, it just wasn't, it wasn't available to me um, in the way that it, it was as a 40 year old with, with a little bit of disposable income. So I will say that though, about the comics, I haven't read a lot of the classic ones, but I really like the more recent um, versions of Hawkeye including Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Um, also I've read some She-Hulk, which is great. I'm really excited for that, uh, show adaptation, Mockingbird and, um, let's see what else, uh, a little bit of the ta Coates, Black Panther. And now he writes for Captain America and he's just fantastic. I mean, he's an amazing, amazing writer. So the, the thing I just wanted to mention about Marvel comics is that they've, as whatever you see in the MCU in terms of like kind of flipping scripts and diversity and things like that, the comics have that been doing that longer and have that turned up, have that dial turned up and are better at it. I will say, I think so. Um, when I read the Hawkeye comics by Matt fraction, uh, from a few years back, I got why everyone was disappointed with Hawkeye in the films. Like at first I didn't, that didn't, I didn't understand that. Um, and I can say more about that if, if folks are interested, but it's, those comics are brilliant. Um, they, they, uh, in the adaptation for the film, he's not, he's not hearing impaired and in the comics he is. And that's, that's a major part of his character. And I just, I don't understand why they made that choice because that's such a great opportunity to have representation, um, so definitely look up the Hawkeye comics if you haven't checked them out. Often your library will have versions of the comics and you can borrow. Oh, also Miss Mar Ms. Marvel, um, Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel. Oh, fantastic. And I've been able to get those on an e-reader, um, through my library membership. And so you can read them, you can zoom in on panels, which I like as someone who is increasingly old and nearsighted. Um, so yeah, <laughs> anyway. That's enough. I guess that's, I try to squeeze it all in there for you on the comics. No, that's great. That's great. No, that's great. And then um, Lydia, did you have something you wanted to add on that? Um, yeah, I just heard that uh, Jeremy Renner didn't want to, like the actor for Hawkeye, he didn't really want to wear the, any um, hearing aids or anything. So that's kind of why they did that. Oh, really? So that's another reason for me to not like Jeremy Renner anymore. Okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing that, Lydia. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, cause, and I also think a lot of it is there's so much ableism in, in Hollywood. And it's one of those that we it, – it's that thing that people, for some reason, don't think of it as the same thing as when people are doing blackface or when they change a character who was a person of color to a white character, that, that kind of thing. Um, I don't think people don't see that it's this, it is also discrimination and that's something that really needs to change in Hollywood. So yeah. And that just, that really irks me, but it's good to know. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for letting me know that Lydia. That's good to know. Okay, um, well, let's get into uh, the films and the television shows. So before we get into, of course, the Avengers, because I think with Marvel, that, of course, is what everybody kind of thinks of now. Um, I want to sort of get into early movies. And what I want to talk about first, really, is Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man, if you don't know, Spider-Man, the property is owned actually by Sony right now. So it's a little bit different. So that's why you don't always see Spider-Man Spider in the same sort of universe as a lot of these characters. Um, 
Um, and Spider-Man, of course, has been played by many, many different people. I want to first go into Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and just see what everybody thinks of that and thinks of Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Did you see those movies, Lydia? Um, I've seen Spider-Man 1. I know that. And I think I've seen at least half of Spider-Man 2, but I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 yet. Well, it's it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so did you like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't had much experience with, like, watching different yeah. actors, but I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Tom Holland yeah. is my favorite Spider-Man, though. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's become everybody's favorite. Um Melody, what are your thoughts on Sam Raimi's version of Spider-Man? Well, it's funny. I was thinking about my earliest uh, memory of Spider-Man, and we're going to go way back. It was on the Electric Company. Um, They had a Spider-Man little, you know, that's where the song Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and that was all um, on that show. So um, I had a little bit of a, um, what do you call that? exposure to spider-man growing up but um at the time uh spider-man came out and it was up against attack of the clones and um of course i went to see attack of the clones first but uh i enjoyed it at the time i've tried to go re and i loved spider-man 2 with doc ock doc op and i went back to rewatch it and i went this just feels so dated it doesn't feel coherent to, it, it just seemed very dated and very cheesy. Um, at the time, I thought Tobey Maguire was pretty good. I mean, I didn't have much uh, exposure other than the little electric company, but I'm, I'm on the same page as Lydia. I think someone said to me, I, Tom makes me care about Spider-Man. So, yeah, I love Tom Holland, and he's adorable, and, you know, I can't wait to see more of him. I literally was so upset about the whole Marvel-Sony deal. Like, I was crying. I just was just heart-wrenched, because I just thought, you know, this kid is perfect. So, yeah, Toby did okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and Sarah, your thoughts? Um, God, it's... I mean, it's been a while since I've seen them, and I think I saw Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, but I never saw Part 3. Um, and I remember, you know, I, I enjoyed them, like Melody said, I enjoyed them at the time, but they're not ones that I would go back and rewatch. Um, and since then, um, there's some things I've read, and I have kind of lost uh, my somewhat... Uh, respect is not the right word, but I, I really don't like Tobey Maguire anymore <laughs> um, after reading Molly's Game. Um, so I don't really care for him uh, in general. Um, but yeah, I, I would say of the uh, the three, you know, uh, the three that have played Spider-Man, him, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, obviously Tom Holland is my favorite. Adore Tom Holland. Um, I did like Andrew Garfield as well. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I really did. I, I did enjoy him. And I, I've seen that, that first one a couple times. The second one I've seen 
um, I think only once. Um, but I really did enjoy the, I guess it's the, the amazing Spider-Man is the Andrew Garfield one. Um, you know, they're just, to me, they just weren't very memorable. There weren't, they weren't something that I was like, wow, that was amazing. I need to rewatch that. It was just like, okay, yeah, that was kind of fun and moved on. Um, yeah, it was, I, I'm, I'm sort of indifferent about it, I guess you could say, if that makes sense. It does. It it sounds like um, that might be the consensus. I don't know, Tanya. How do you feel about them? The I loved them. Um, so there, I'll be the weird one. Um, because as you know, though, I'm a massive uh, fan. So I um, and I love Sam Raimi, despite liking no other horror ever, <laughs> other than a little bit. I can handle supernatural, <laughs> you know. But other than that, like that's that's like my limit for horror. Um, it has to be real goofy and campy. And so I loved, I was so jazzed about the Spider-Man films because I loved Spider-Man as a kid. And then um, just really knew that Sam Raimi as a director was going to was gonna be a perfect fit for the comic book style. I mean, he had done Darkman, right? And um, so I kind of could see that fitting really well i think i watched the second one spider-man 2 definitely within the last year or so and i actually felt like it held up pretty well um in terms of a, a movie so I'm, i guess i have a little different opinion spider-man 3 is trash don't watch it unless you want to laugh um it's funny but anyway like i i did think 2 was was overall really well done my problem with I, again it's the feminist problem with the first two is that Mary Jane is just sort of there and she's just definitely like a sexy lamp um, for the, for the boys to, you know, to like fight over and uh, who gets to carry the lamp around this week. I don't know. Do you, I don't know. Is it me, Harry? And there's a lot of man painty crap in it, but I actually think um, Doc Ock was, was great. And I, I was excited that they took superhero stories seriously. And I don't know that I had seen that even though it does have a, an element of camp. But to me, that fits well with the comic book um, part of it. Okay. Anyway, I do like the rest of y'all, though. I think Tom Holland is great. Um, he does a good job. But my favorite Spider-Man in the most recent years is the Into the Spider-Verse. I actually think that was brilliant. I think that was a great, the best movie of that year, in my opinion. Not comic book movie, movie, um, was Into the Spider-Verse. Um, and I'm like you, Tanya, Tanya, I love, as you know, I love Bruce Campbell, adore that man so much and love Sam Raimi too. So I was excited. I was excited also to spot the car, the evil dead car that is in every single Sam Raimi movie. Um, so that was and the maker me. smart. <laughs> yes, yes. And the maker smart. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'm not a Tobey Maguire fan, and I never have been a Tobey Maguire fan, but I thought he was good. I'm not a Kirsten Dunst fan, and I've never been one of hers either. So that was kind of hard for me with those is to get over the fact that I've never been a fan of, of some of the actors in there. But I did like the first two. The third one is is trash, of course, but I do not hold that against Sam Raimi. That really was not his fault. Um, so, but yeah, it is. I mean, the whole dancing scene in that is just so ludicrous. You should just watch it just to watch just that scene or just find that on YouTube. I'm sure you can just find the dancing scene on YouTube just for a laugh. Um, and I, I, 
I I really liked Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew Garfield gets a lot of crap, undeservedly so. I think so. And I think um, he had such great chemistry with Emma Stone. And of course, in real life, they were dating. So you that kind of you could see that on the screen. I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually, and they were talking about I don't know if they were talking about Easy A or some other Emma Stone movie. And then it, the Spider-Man thing came up and they said, you know, it was really you were watching two people actually falling in love while they were making a movie and you were seeing it on screen. And so their chemistry was so good that it made that interaction good. But like you said, Tanya, you know, women really serve a back our backseat in most of these, except for, I think, the more recent iterations of it. Yeah. And as everybody said, you know, Tom Holland is really, really good. I think he's really good. I really liked the most recent Spider-Man and I love Jake Gyllenhaal, as everybody knows. So watching him and watching just their social media interactions, watching them travel around to conventions together, they're so great together. So I think that makes it even more enjoyable when that carries over. So and then watching Zendaya um, is just she is so good. She's just so good. And I think this is the first time you really get a lot of power for that character. And she has her her own agency and everything. And it's really nice to see that. Um, so, so I appreciate this new iteration of it. Um, but I'm glad that you brought into that you brought up into the spider verse as well, Tanya. So, yeah. And I think we kind of just touched on every single one, even though we started with the Sam Raimi. So because this is going to take up the majority of the time, we're going to turn, um, we're going to turn over to the Avengers, which I can see people getting excited about. And we're just going to talk about, some of the individual Avengers and I've listed some of them, but we are going to talk about the other ones as well. Um, like of course, black widow, we will talk about that because that was one of the reasons this was going to be released this year, but of course this episode, but of course that movie has been postponed because of COVID. So we can't talk about black widows movie, unfortunately, but we will talk about that character as well. But I want to start first with the first two first, with the first, with the biggest two, I think that people think of um, Iron Man and Captain America. So let's first start with Iron Man because I think that's really what kind of kicked off this new, the new Marvel universe of movies. Because I think for a while, DC was really thought of as the top dog in movies. And then Marvel came along and reinvigorated things and kind of just changed the scene. And now I think they kind of dominate DC. Um, we already covered DC this week, but that's why I kind of wanted to pair them together in the same week. So what are your thoughts on Iron Man, Lydia? Um, I really like Iron Man because, like, he's, like, a really kind of untraditional hero. Like, he doesn't have any superpowers or anything. And he's not, like, the noble kind of type. He's, like, kind of arrogant and cocky, but he's still, like, saves people and um, also himself, and I think that that's really cool because, like, everyone expects the heroes to be all self-sacrificing and, like, you know, Endgame happened and stuff, but, like, he's not... He didn't... He's not really the person that would immediately put his life out for someone he would try and find the solution first and I like that <laughs> yeah 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 he's 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 great that way um and what are your thoughts on Iron Man Melody well I mean as you said it kicked off the whole MCU um 
I think I went to see Iron Man at least three times in the theater. Um, yeah, growing up with Robert Downey Jr. and then seeing him as Tony Stark, it was like they were two separate people. And there's no way for me to to even talk about Iron Man without talking about RDJ because he brought. I was watching an interview um, with Robert Downey in a with who was it that was David Letterman and he is Tony Stark his whole mannerisms the way he talks the way he moves and it was it's so hard to separate the two um I just think that I think this was the role that was made for him and and I I I agree with Lydia to a point but I think part of his growth even in Avengers um Cap says, well, you know, you've never had to sacrifice anyone or something to that degree. And he's like, well, we're not soldiers. But he's the one that takes the bomb up. He's the one that makes that decision. And uh, probably my favorite Iron Man movie, and people might hate me, is Iron Man the Iron Man uh, 3, where he's dealing with all of that. He's dealing with all of the uh, <clears throat> issues from the Avengers from New York. And um, I just think it's it's such a character driven movie that I it's it's my favorite one of all the Iron Man movies. So yeah, I I, I like Iron Man, but you know who I'm biased for. But anyway, yeah, I know, I know. We're it, we're it's gonna be going on for like 20 minutes when we get to that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, what are your thoughts on Iron Man? Um, what Melody said. Um, no, I, I, I did not, I did not see the first few Marvel movies in the theater, um, because my kids were young at the time. So trying to, uh, uh, get out to, uh, see a, uh, non, uh, Disney movie, <laughs> um, was a little difficult <laughs> because they were toddlers. Well, um, well, technically it is Disney. Ha, ha, ha. Well, we, I don't think it was at the time, but anyway, yes. <laughs> I mean, now, you know, any new Marvel movie comes out, we all go. But anyway, um, you know, so it, I, I don't think I saw Iron Man um, until it was uh, available for rental and I was just blown away. Um, like Melody said, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. He was born to play that part. Um you know, when he was first cast, you know, I, I knew my, my brother is very, very into comics. So I know a little bit um, from him. Um, but, you know, once when he was first cast, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I saw them. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he, he is Tony Stark. Um, you know, I thought all of them were very, very well done. Uh, I actually did not like Iron Man 3 at first. Um, but I've watched it a couple times and it's really grown on me um, for that reason, because he is he is dealing with his own trauma and everything that he went through uh, with the Avengers in New York, taking that the 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 uh, nuclear warhead up into the portal um, and not knowing if he was going to make it back, um, which obviously he did. Uh, not a spoiler, um, but. It, it it just showed how how human um he was and how he was dealing with all of that 
Um, so it's actually, I, I don't know if it's my favorite Iron Man movie, but it's definitely, I, I would say it's my second favorite. You know, the original is probably my favorite um, just because it's introducing us to the characters. Um, but I think that's probably become my second favorite now. And the relationship he ends up building uh, with Harley, the 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 young boy, uh, he ends up, you know, stumbling into the barn and, and what he does for him at the end was just so touching and, and so sweet. Um, and I'm pretty sure I probably sobbed uncontrollably at the end of that. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I, I just, I, it, it, it was one of the first, I think it was probably the first one I saw. And that is what started my love for the MCU. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I, I was going to say, first of all, that I think without the casting, the amazing casting of RDJ as Tony Stark and the performance and that success of that first film, we wouldn't have the MCU dominating <laughs> like they are right now. We would not have, you know, I don't know what it is, wave two um, we're into with it but I wanted to say the first Iron Man movie I don't remember when I saw it I think like you Sarah kids were little but what impressed me about it in addition to RDJ's you know really fast snarky Tony Snark you know delivery um, was the commentary on where we were as a nation and as a culture post 9-11 and the war on terror like the fact that they put that into the storyline I found fascinating. Um, and I had not really seen um, overt social commentary like that in sci-fi uh, films that I could identify directly like that. I, I saw it definitely in Battlestar Galactica, and I, I know this isn't about Battlestar, but, <laughs> but uh, that was the part that impressed me. You know, Tony Stark has to reckon with um, the sins of his father, if you will. And, and we as a country have to reckon with, even though we think we're doing the right thing or, or we, we go in under certain pretenses, you know, we, we hurt people. Like there's, there's actions we take that end up causing collateral damage. And I, I appreciated that complexity in a story um, about a superhero in a, in a fancy robot suit, you know? You know, I had, always been a DC person and I always liked DC more because I like darker stuff and to me DC has always been darker um, and Iron Man was really I'd liked as I'd said the Sam of the um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man and, and stuff but Iron Man was really I think the first Marvel movie that I really actually loved and I agree. I think that's totally because of our DJ. I mean, he's just, I've loved him for years and years and years and years and years. He's one of those family favorite actors that my whole family has loved. Um, and I also love the fact that he, you know, he literally hit the bottom and then rose back up. And I always love stuff like that. And I love the character of Iron Man because, um, he really, I, I love that he's not like every other superhero where he doesn't want to hide his identity. He's like, nope, I'm Iron Man and I'm proud of it because, I mean, he wears that like a badge of honor. He's like, yeah, I'm a superhero that 
that kicks butt. Of course, I'm a superhero. That's awesome. That's great. And I really appreciated that. And it fits so well. And like you said, Tanya, and everyone said, nobody else could play that character. Nobody else could play that role like he does. Nobody could get that snark down, but also underneath it have really this heart of gold and this love and this care and this compassion underneath all of that bravado. And I think he gets it down so well. And I want to say, I know a lot of people also didn't really like Iron Man 2 as much. Um, I liked Iron Man 2, and I really loved seeing um, Sam Rockwell in a a superhero movie because Sam Rockwell is one of my top three actors ever. So I really liked seeing him. And, of course, it was great in the first Iron Man to see Jeff Bridges because I – because as I've said before, that's my favorite actor. So seeing him there was just so awesome and wonderful. And especially seeing him play sort of a different role for him, at least um, at this age, you know, because he's more the big Lebowski is the way everybody thinks of him. So it was nice seeing him in that role. But yeah, I think it's great what Iron Man did for Marvel, because like I said, I never really cared about Marvel that much until Iron Man. So yes, that definitely kicked it off. And of course, we would not have the MCU at all without them. So and without them being successful. And I want to give a shout out to John Favreau too. Because I think he is a really, 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 really good director. He's a great actor, but he's also a really good director. I was um, a fan of Swingers is what I always initially think of him as because I loved Swingers so much. And I just really wanted to give him a shout out because we haven't mentioned him yet. But I thought he did a really, really good job because I don't think he is who someone would initially think of when they think of a superhero movie. So I wanted to give him a a quick shout out because we hadn't mentioned him yet. Vegas, Um, baby, Vegas. All right. Yes. (laughs) We actually, I do have it on our schedule next year to talk about swingers because it's having an anniversary. I wanted to make sure he got a mention. Okay. So let's go on to a character that nobody on this panel likes at all. Um, Captain America. <laughs> yeah, especially not Melody. No, not at all. Yeah, kind of a joke here. Yeah, nobody has this I, character as their background. I don't right know. Now, so we're gonna... <laughs> Between Tanya and myself, it's going to be, you know, like, you know. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with you, Lydia. Uh, what are your thoughts on Captain America? Um, I think that he's really cool because, um, like, he went to, like, this little scrawny punk that would, like, beat up people, well, not even beat up, but, like, get beat up by people, um, larger than him for, like, a cause that's, like, that he thinks is right to, like, this big, like, I don't know, really ripped guy, I guess, um, and I think that that's really cool because he, like, went through this whole transition, but he's still kind of the same person in a way. Um, because he still fights for what he thinks is good and right. Um, and I think that the, the super soldier serum just helped enhance that. Well, like, that it did, but, like, you know, like, it just totally. Yeah, and I also really um, like how he is able to, like, admit that he's his mistakes and stuff, because he does... He's very humble at the same time. Him and Tony are pretty much opposites. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and like you said, it, it, it enhanced his great qualities. It didn't just, you know, it wasn't like 
sometimes you'd see something like that make someone worse or something. It just enhanced those qualities that were there. Yeah. And Melody, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, let me tell you. So I want to, something I was thinking about um, when, when Lydia just said about him and Tony are the opposite. So I always think about we, we as people want to be like Captain America, but we're more like Tony Stark. So um, it's just interesting. Um, you know, we're flawed and everything, but we want to try to be that better person. So, okay, Captain America. Um, golly, I don't even know where to start. Um, he is like my all-time favorite Marvel character. And, uh, and it's not just because it's Chris Evans. He just made the character phenomenal. Excuse me. I think it has a lot to do with who he is and what he stands for. You know, um, I know that he's one of the ones that made the speech in uh, the comics that Sharon uh, Carter makes in uh, Civil, it's in Civil War, where, you know, when up to you. I don't know it off the top of my heart. I'm sure Tanya does. Um, but <laughs> in, uh, it's just he is the epitome of good. He's the one that wants to do the right thing all the time. And I think his little scrawny 115 pound person could have picked up Moynier before he even became a super soldier because that is the type of person that he was. He was always worthy. He was worthy before he became uh, a candidate. Um, Part of the other reason I love him so much is because of Peggy Carter. Um, And she is not just Captain America's girlfriend. She ends up being, you know, the founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. And and part of what Peggy did for Steve was bring put him on his path, you know, in the the first Avengers, he's all like, oh, you know, I got this. And, you know, he's drawing the monkey. He's like, I'm in this monkey suit. And it's like, he's either doing this or that. And she goes, well, are those your only choices? And like, it just really makes him come into his own. And I mean, yeah, I could go on all night because I love Captain America, but I won't. But I just think, I just think he brings the goodness and so one thing one last thing um people got really angry that he stayed back um at the end of endgame with peggy and everything and everybody's like oh captain america wouldn't do that i'm like okay he is out there with a broken shield he he he's like all by himself literally by himself and he is ready to face thanos and his entire army you know he's ready to die because that's what the right thing to do is. I'm like, you know what? That guy deserves a break. That desire- guy deserves to get a life and have some happiness. Because that's what he's always been willing to do. He always gave his life for everyone. So I'm glad that he and Peggy ended up in the end. Because I cried like a baby. Like for 20 minutes. But I was so happy. <laughs> so anyway. That's. Yeah. I love Cap. And he's just the epitome of what we try to be. That was surprisingly a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Well, a lot, you know. not as much, not as much as Chris, not not as much Chris Evans gushing as I thought there'd be in there. Well, 
but I mean, that's, a, that's that's pretty cool. Kevin <laughs> just makes him a great character. Just you know, okay, yeah. this is really hot. Okay, let's just say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, I said it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry, I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> Love you, Melody. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I can attest that uh, Melody was um, sobbing hysterically at the uh, end of Endgame because I was sitting next to her and she was handing me tissues. Um, but anyway, um, I'm not sure what else there is to say that hasn't been said. I mean, he he really is the epitome of integrity, just doing doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Um and I think that's one of the reasons that I love his character because he he is just a good, honest, wholesome person um, who who cares. Uh, and I always remember the the scene in Age of Ultron when they're all trying to pick up Thor's hammer. I say Thor's hammer because I can't actually pronounce the name. <laughs> um, and you know, he goes to pick it up and it moves just a little bit. And Thor is like super anxious. You could just see the look on Thor's face. He's like, oh, my God. And he knew he's like, if I pick this up, then, you know, it, it's going to change the whole dynamic of, of the team of the Avengers. Um, so he was like, nope, couldn't do it. Um, you know, so in the, in that scene in Endgame, when when he finally uh, uh, calls and it was in just oh my god <laughs> i get chills watching that um but yeah i mean it just he's one of my one of my favorite characters and um you know like like melody said without uh peggy carter who is a badass on her own um i mean she's like melody said she's not just cap's girlfriend she is she is her own person she is amazing she kicks butt absolutely love her um one of the scenes i always remember is in um uh winter soldier uh when they're talking about when nick fury takes him down to the helicarriers and they're talking about you know being able to eliminate their enemies and uh you know, he says, yeah, there's there's some stuff that made us not sleep so well at night, but we did it for freedom. And this isn't freedom. This is fear. Um, and that has always been one of my favorite lines for him, because he's right. That's that's not instilling freedom. That's instilling fear in people. Um, so I've just I've just always liked who he is, what he stands for. Um and I will now turn it over to Tanya and let her um, uh, gush some more. <laughs> well, thank because you. Um, I, I'm not sure I can rival uh, Melody and Tanya's gushing at this point. Yeah, and I, um, well, I appreciate that. And this, honestly, I could talk to you a lot for an entire episode about this. But I will say, as much as I like Cap, I love Steve Rogers. Um, Steve Rogers is willing to speak truth to power even when that power is on his own side as, as you identified Sarah. And I appreciate that. And um, I will say this might sound odd given my, 
you know, obsession with Captain America of the last several years, but I initially didn't think very much of the first movie. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever, it's fine, you know. And I didn't I I thought Evans did a good job, but I wasn't um enamored of the character in the way that you might expect. Um and I thought Avengers was fine, you know, enjoyed the first I really loved the first film, but I wouldn't say uh Cap was my favorite at that point. Now I would. And what changed for me and I <laughs> This is really going to sound odd because my favorite MCU film is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, I think it's just a brilliant film. I think it's a great comic book movie and it's a great movie. It's a Cold War commentary. It gets into, you know, what is a villain? What makes a hero? All of those fun, ambiguous gray lines that I enjoy um, in my media about people hiding, you know, playing freedom turtle versus knife assassin. Um so, you know, I I couldn't make it through that movie, though. The first couple of times I tried to watch it, I kept falling asleep um, because I'm old. And, it, you know, when I lay down and get comfortable, I fall asleep. Um, and I didn't watch that in the theater. That's the only film I haven't seen in the theater, which is just it's just so funny to say that now, because what changed for me is I went through a bunch of health stuff and I um, have a few chronic health uh, conditions and a couple of non-visible uh, disabilities that I identify as having. And then at some point during dealing with all the stress of those diagnoses, not knowing what was going on with me, we rewatched the first Avenger and I sobbed because I could see why Steve was so frustrated, how all he wanted to do was the right thing and his physical limitations were holding him back, right? And all he wanted, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think he really needed the big body. I think he had a big enough heart and soul that had he been healthy enough, he could have wielded meow, meow. I'm going to say it like Darcy says it, meow, meow, and still have kicked ass. Um, So, and I think everything you've said about Peggy, I respect. I really appreciate the character of Bucky a lot in the last um, few years as well, because I like the idea of this person who's just had his brain put in a blender, you know, and just is trying to figure out, all of these different pieces of what it means to be, to be a person again. Um, so yeah, so that's, I, I went all over the place there, but I, I love the commentary. Civil war was brilliant. Uh, we got to see T'Challa's black Panther in that we got to meet, um, Holland Spider-Man and, you know, of course having RDJ in it really made it less like a captain America movie and more like an Avengers movie. So, um, um, I have a lot more things to say, but I'll, but I'll like rein it in for now, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just I, I probably rewatch kept the Captain America trilogy every three to six months. Yeah, so they, they mean a lot to me. Yeah, it just, yeah. No, I'm with you there. Well, I don't really have much at all to add, to be honest. <laughs> um, I have only seen the first Captain America movie. Uh, at, at risk of, of, of losing everybody else on this panel. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the first Captain America movie, um, but maybe I need to watch it again um, like Tanya did. I, I do I do like the character, and I like the character in the Avengers movies. Um, and so I don't really have much more to add to it, but I just I, what I just want to say really quickly is I really, really enjoyed, I can't see Melody's face, unfortunately, but I really, really enjoyed watching everybody when everybody else would talk. 
um, watching everybody get excited about certain things and excited about certain characters and giving thumbs up and nodding and getting really, that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast, especially if it's about things that maybe I don't get as excited about. I love watching other people get excited about and finding that connection and um, seeing themselves in somebody too. So I just want to say that really quickly because it was a joy to watch everybody's reaction. Yeah, Tanya. I'm raising my hand. You can't see it on the audio, but um, yes. So I just want to add when I saw uh, in Endgame, you know what I'm talking about when Cap picks, when Cap summons and picks up Mjolnir, I, I think I literally screamed and loud oh, enough yeah. that I people yeah. in the theater turned around. My husband yeah. was like, "Are you okay? Calm down," and um, clapped and you know just freaked the hell out because, yeah. And and Aaron, you got to try Winter Soldier and Civil War. They're they're much better oh, than so the first well one as films. And it's Civil War has amazing action sequences. Just I mean, phenomenal. Robert Redford is in it. He's he's always fantastic. And of course, Nick Fury. Um, yeah. So there's my yes. Watch Civil War, and we're gonna <laughs> nag you about it. <laughs> No, I, I will eventually. I'm I don't know why I haven't. I but I will eventually. But but I want to bring up really quickly before we move on to um because I want to talk about Black Panther and then I want to talk about um Captain Marvel and, and Black Widow and a few other characters. But I wanna really <laughs> I wanna really briefly just because um I know he was already mentioned, I just wanna talk about um Bucky Barnes just for a second. Um, just cause I know he was mentioned and I know, um, some people ship him with certain people too. So I want to just, <laughs> I want to bring that up. So Lydia, what are your thoughts on Bucky? Um, I think that he's like a complete cinnamon roll and he did not deserve what he went through or well, what Hydra put him through. And I do ship Sucky a lot. I, I just, <laughs> I do also ship like Steggy and stuff. Ducky is my number one. Um, yeah, he's the cinnamon roll. I can't even. That's I, your OTP? <laughs> yeah. One of them. One of the many ones that I have. Um, but I also think that they chose a good um, actor to play him, Sebastian Stan, because Sebastian Stan is, a, is also a cinnamon roll. He's so kind. Um, so. I love that cinnamon roll thing because I hear that a lot with a lot of different characters. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And then Melody. Um, Bucky is Steve's best friend. I mean, there was a point in uh, Winter Soldier, which is probably, um, it's right up there, Tanya. It's like I go back and forth between First Avenger and um Winter Soldier, just because I was a history major and I love the history part of uh, First Avenger. But I have to tell you, there was a point in uh, Winter Soldier where I was like, you know what? I don't think he can be saved. I remember seeing it the first time. I'm like, I think he's too far gone. And I'm glad I was wrong. And um, sorry, Lydia. Uh, but I am so excited. I'm going to jump ahead. I think we're going to see a lot of um, growth in his character in uh, the upcoming TV show. I mean, uh, golly, oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah, that. Thank you. I'm like, what is Falcon's name? Oh boy. Oh my gosh. I'm tired. Really, it's Friday. I know. Leave me alone. Oh, but I'm excited to see. You know, like even the promo shots. His hair is short. You know, he's back to who he was before he was the Winter Soldier. Um, I think that he's gonna find. We're gonna see a different Bucky. We're gonna see Bucky more from the first Avenger and like the flashbacks that Steve would have. And I'm sure he's going to be dealing with it. I mean, even Tony says to him in civil war, he's like, do you even remember? He's like, I remember all of them. I mean, he's got that on him. He's got, he's got to deal with the guilt of killing all these people yet at the same time, he couldn't help it. So it's going to be really interesting to see the show and to see, you know, him and, uh, Sam, they were still like in a civil war, but obviously they've become friends, but it's just going to be great to see that growth in his character and to see where they take Bucky. And I agree with you, Lydia, Sebastian Stan is just amazing. And I just, he's, he's a very vulnerable type of person. And I think that he brings a lot of that to Bucky and I appreciate that. So, yeah. And Sarah. Okay, so now we're into the uh, Sebastian Stan Appreciation Hour. <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually had to Google what cinnamon roll was because I'm 46 and don't know these things. And uh, yes, I completely agree. He's a, <laughs> he is a cinnamon roll. Um, you know, he is, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how his character develops in Falcon and, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because you could see... I mean, even in Civil War, you could see that bond between um, uh, 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 Falcon and uh, uh, Bucky, Sam and Bucky, uh, building. And uh, even in uh, even in Endgame, you could see that that bond was building between the two of them. So I think that's going to be amazing um, character development for Bucky at that time. And like all of the Marvel casting, it has been brilliant. Um, I don't think there is anyone in the MCU that I have seen that I'm like, eh, I don't think they were cast very well. I think everyone has been cast brilliantly. Um, so I'm, I, I'm excited to see um, Bucky's growth and how he has been dealing, or how he deals with what he's been through and what he's done. It's tough because there's a lot to say here. Um, I think it was a really great choice that Cap chose to give the shield to Falcon um, rather than Bucky. I really appreciated that. And I think it's extremely significant that Falcon is an African-American man. Um, I think African-American men have always had patriotism for this country and have often shown it, have fought in wars and um, yet at the same time, this country, of course, has a legacy of racism and horrendous treatment of African-American men. So that patriotism is um, a contentious issue within the African-American community. I'm citing, I, I read a bit of the 1619 Project, and I'm citing kind of the editor's opening discussion here. I'm a, I'm a professor when I'm not talking about Steve Rogers. Um, and when I am talking about Steve Rogers, that matter. Okay, but we're talking about Bucky. Okay. Who the wiki whack tallywhack is Bucky? No, um, 
so some of you know that meme. Some of you don't spend as many t- um, nights on Pinterest, not sleeping, looking at Bucky Barnes memes as I do, obviously. I do want to mention, um, I am pretty agnostic about ships, but I do enjoy, I, I mostly I just want Steve to be happy and I don't really care who that's with or how that happens. Um, but I do really enjoy fa- reading fanfic of Stucky um, because I've read some that are really, truly amazing um, portrayals of the like what happened to Bucky between um, when he falls off the train and when we see him uh, as Winter Soldier. And I earlier I said Civil War, I meant the Winter Soldier, just to correct myself there. But that one of the ones I read was just this intense, like psychological deep dive into his psyche and what he would have had to go through to survive what he survived and dealing with PTSD and, and everything. And it was just, I felt like I learned something and the relationship was a part of that, but it wasn't the main part of the story. It was just really like, how does this person even begin to come from back from being this broken? Um, and I just found that really fascinating. So I, I think, you know, Stan does a good job. He's he's a fantastic act, actor. I think he'll win an Oscar at some point. I said this um, after watching I, Tanya, No Relation, um, <laughs> to me. No, um, after watching I, Tanya, you know, Bucky Barnes, I want to protect. I want to, like, be buddies with him, like Steve. I want to, you know, fight Iron Man to protect him. Um, his character in I, Tanya, I wanted to punch in the balls. Like, <laughs> so, like. <laughs> I'll just apologies for the swear, but, um, you know, he does a good job at being a bastard, frankly. Uh, so some, some great casting. The only casting I don't like is Hawkeye. I will say that. I, I could do a whole, actually, I've, I've mentioned it before on our me too episode and stuff. And, and when people let you down and, um, just a brief tangent here, when Jeremy Renner was caught, cast as Hawkeye, um, I remember going, um, to see uh, what movie was it he was first in the character was first in um uh, uh was it no 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 that's no that wasn't the first movie he was in either okay. no i mean the oh, first uh marvel movie thor, thor. okay yeah thor. Yeah. yeah he was yeah. thor yeah yeah and i was really thrilled and then I, you know it's just it's really been sad to me because he was one of my absolute favorite actors. I'd seen everything he'd ever done. I defended him all the time as far as like his talent. I mean, I, he's done some amazing, amazing work that he deserved stuff for, not just the Hurt Locker, but Dahmer and all this stuff. And so it's it was really sad to me that I think this kind of coincided with him kind of, I don't know, his ego got the best of him in my opinion. And it's been really sad to see because he's not as talented anymore, in my opinion. And also just hearing what uh, that little tidbit that you shared there, Lydia, about um, him not wanting to wear a hearing aid is is really, really disappointing. And other things he has done and said. So sorry, a little tangent there, but that just reminded me of that, Tanya. Um, I really don't have much to add for the character, but I do want to say, Sebastian Stan, I'm so glad you brought up I, Tanya, Tanya, because <laughs> I love that movie, and I think more people need to see that movie. It's on Hulu right now, and he is really good in that. I mean, he's not he's not a cinnamon roll in that movie, and you should see that when you get a little bit older, Lydia, but yeah, because he's not, you won't like him in that one. And then when you get 
a lot older Lydia, you should watch a movie called The Devil All the Time. It is super, 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 super depressing. Um, but he is in that as well as Tom Holland. <laughs> and Robert Pattinson. Um, and Robert, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Sorry, Pattinson. Oh, no, yes. that's okay. Yeah, and um, oh. quite quite a few people um, who Cedric. are in a lot of these movies. And um, it's, it's, it's really good, but it's a very, very, very depressing movie. And Sebastian Stan is also not a cinnamon roll in that one. <laughs> Just as a little heads up for that one. But, but yeah, he's, he's a really, really good actor. I agree, Tanya. He will probably get um, an Oscar someday soon probably probably really soon actually so yeah great well i want to move on actually let's go ahead and we're gonna go to um black widow um i know we're gonna get to black panther in just a minute but i want to get to black widow first just because i kind of i don't know i think of her as being in line with uh captain america and iron man for some reason so let's get to black widow what are your thoughts on black widow lydia um, I really like her. I was her for Halloween, and I'm wearing, that's why my hair is red, by the way, and I'm wearing a necklace. That's her necklace. It's her arrow necklace. I don't know if you can see it. And so I do really like her, um, because I think that she's, like, she's, like, one of the, she's, um, very, um, badass, and she really, um, like, usually, it's not really like that. Like, I like that she's, like, included in the Avengers, and she doesn't really have any, like, superpowers. Like, she's just very, um, she's just a very good fighter. And I think, and I'm very excited for her movie, because, um, we'll get to see her past in, like, the Red Room, which we haven't got to see much of. And, um, like, how she was, like, rescued from there and, like, all her S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. And so I'm really excited for that. And I'm really sad that she, um, died in, um, Endgame because I was sobbing. I was like, no, wait! Not Matt! So. Yeah, and I know a lot of people wish uh, Hawkeye had died instead of so yeah um melody your thoughts um i really i'm kind of mixed um part of i i like her character but at first i felt that she was only there for eye candy in iron man 2 um i mean scarlett johansson is beautiful and um, I'm just glad they developed the character more than they did. And I think it was the movie for her is long overdue. Um, I really liked uh, seeing the um, some of the background in Age of Ultron when uh, Wanda makes them look in their visions. And hers is about the... Is, is the red room is that what it's called that whole going through the whole thing that process and going through um what the girls went through and we'll get to meet some of those girls in uh the movie um they did touch on it just a tad bit in the peggy carter series with one of the agents uh one of the bad quote unquote bad people bad girls bad bad villain whatever um 
but it's interesting to see and um yeah I think her character came a long way from you know when she was just introduced in Iron Man and she was eye candy and then she became you know a full-fledged character I wish we would have had something I wish we'd had an origin story on her before I mean and I know and I know why and I won't get into the politics of it but um I'm just glad that Marvel is now in the hands of Kevin Feige and not in the hands of who it was in. So now we'll have some more diversity and uh, it's obvious that we're going to be getting that. And I think that'll be fantastic. So yeah, I did. I was upset, but I do feel that she did get a little, you know, she it wasn't what Tony got because Tony has is what the Marvel universe was built on. So I kind of understand why she had a smaller, you know, a smaller type of memorial service with just the guys. Because, I mean, nobody really knew who she was, to be honest. So I know a lot of people were upset about that, that she didn't get that kind of recognition. But I felt it was true to character. So anyway, yeah. Sarah? Yeah, that's actually an interesting point um, because I remember watching Endgame and and that whole scene and yeah, I, I was I was kind of hoping Hawkeye would die, <laughs> um, and you know I, I I felt she was kind of robbed, but I I understood I understood the scene and and the sacrifice that she made um, at that time um, because. I mean, a Hawkeye or, or Clint is one of her closest friends. And, and I always, um, you know, I did say earlier that I, I felt that it was cast brilliantly. I would say Jeremy Renner is probably my least favorite casting. Um, but still, I was, you know, it was fine. Um, but I do like the friendship that they had and even the friendship that she had with uh, Steve and, and how close they all were. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I never really, uh, I mean, I, I did think about it. Um, yeah. In Iron Man two, she started out, she was eye candy and Scarlett Johansson is gorgeous. And I probably have a little bit of a girl crush on her. Um, but, um, you know, the scene, uh, uh, towards the end when, uh, she gets in the car with happy, um, to uh, 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 go find um, Mickey Rourke. I can't think of his, his character's name. Ivan. Ivan? Um, having a brain fart. Um, and she just completely kicks ass. And he's all happy because he like beat up one guy. And then he turns and looks. And she's like just neutralized everyone in the room. And it was awesome. Um, but I do like how her character has developed and she never, you know, other than with, uh, with Bruce, I mean, she never really became, uh, she was her own person. She never really became a, a love interest of anyone. Um, and, uh, just how, how she's dealing with, with her past and what she was trained programmed to do and, and what she's become um she's she's been one of my favorite characters in the mcu um and i really do wish we had gotten a solo movie 
much before now to uh, talk about her her background and her origin story. Um, you know, I'm glad we're finally getting one whenever it is released and we can actually go see a movie again. Um, but uh, it's it's long to me. It's long overdue. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I I think um, Widow is interesting for me. I think Johansson does a great job with her. I think it really, for me, depends on the director and the writer, whether I appreciate that character or find the portrayal frustrating. Um, I really did not care for Age of Ultron and her arc in that and Clint's as well. Clint being uh, Hawkeye. And I think that I much more appreciated her character in the Captain America films um, with the Russo brothers directing. And some of her action is fantastic. Um, But if you think about that, if you want to know what I'm talking about, watch her introduction in Avengers versus her introduction and some of her action sequences in the Winter Soldier. It is very different, very there's still male gaze, if you know what I'm talking about, but it's less um, <laughs> gross. I don't know how to put that in a better way. Um, Johansson is a great actor. I have issues with some of her choices as a person that we don't have to go into here. I think she has fantastic chemistry with Evans. And so I think that that... Um, plays really well. And I know that they wrote some of their own dialogue in, um, I think it was winter soldier. Yeah. Just kind of fun fact. Yeah. I I mean, I really like the character. I like seeing women who, um, can kick butt and are also sexy while doing it. And I don't mean that in a gross way. I just mean, I like being able to see that. Um, and yeah, I, I have issues galore with Scarlett Johansson Um, but I think she's really good in the role. I think she's actually perfect in the role. I can't imagine anybody else playing that now. Um, and I think she's a really good actress and I, I, um, I think it was unfortunate that she was the one that died. Um, I think she didn't get the ending that she should have gotten, (laughs) um, to put it kindly. I, I, you know, I I just I think that's an issue you will see a lot anyway. Um, women dying for man pain, and that's what that was, and I, that wasn't deserved. She, you know, I mean, really, that wasn't that wasn't okay, frankly. Um, but I I I, w- I am interested to see the solo movie and to see that, and I wish we could have gotten that this year. Um. And I'm hoping we get to see it in the theaters next year. Who knows with everything that's going on? <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, she, she's a really interesting character. And I'll have to watch those Captain Amer- uh, America movies then to see her in those. Um, because, you know, I I like it when she has more agency and when she's not just a tool. And I think a lot of times she's used as just a tool. And I prefer it when you actually see her um, having her own individual storyline, not just being in service of men. And I I think that's good. And yes, she is very, very attractive. And I think it's, you can't, you know, you can't not see that. I mean, you'd have, you just can't 
not see it. So I think it wouldn't make sense if you didn't have a little bit of that sexuality there. But at the same time, if she's just a sex object, then it takes away from her power and how powerful she is. And she is. And she's can hold her own with anybody, really, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I wish, I wish she had gotten a better ending. Um, but I'm glad that we still get to see her. So, yeah. And um, Lydia, sometime offline, you'll have to show us pictures if you have pictures of you as, as Black Widow. I want to see those. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's move on to Black Panther because I think it's really important that we talk about Black Panther. Um, uh, yeah. So let's start with that. Lydia, what are your thoughts on Black Panther? Um, I really like Black Panther. Um, I really liked the movie too because it had a lot of like female leads and it wasn't like T'Challa just brushing them off. He actually like listened to them. And um, I also like how um, everyone in Wakanda really kind of burnt, like, roasts him all the time, and everyone outside of Wakanda is like, my king! So, I think that's really funny, too. Um, and I really like that, um, it was mostly an all-black cast, like, there were, like, a few white people, but I loved that it was, like, so diverse, and how the, I'm not sure how to say their names, the Dora something um they had their they had their heads shaved so like the warriors um and I really liked that and I also liked how Shuri was like super smart and she had her own sort of agenda and um how she kind of like tricked him a lot like when she um I don't know, when he, like, touched the suit, and then he, like, flew back, and that was funny. And so, yeah, I really like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Melody? Well, I don't think that we can, you know, talk about Black Panther without talking about Chris Brisbane. Um, yeah. He just... I think, like, RDJ, he he... What did I say? Chris Bosman? Chad? Oh, God. I am so Chadwick Boseman? I was like, yes. who is that? I was like, oh my gosh. my brain. I'm like, I'm trying to think. <laughs> it has been a really crazy week. I'll tell you guys offline what happened. Well, you saw on Facebook what happened. So I haven't slept much. Um, so, yeah. He, he really brought that character to life and brought... Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know much about Black Panther until Civil War. And I just love the way his character was like, you know, I'm going to avenge my father. And then he was like, oh, wait a minute, I screwed up. You know, and that he was willing to admit that. And he moved forward. And just knowing that Chadwick was dealing with cancer the entire time, the entire time that he was working on these films and being physical and everything. And he gave everything to that role, you know. I'll be honest, I, when I went to see the Black Panther, of course, I always go on opening night. I thought it was an okay movie. I was like, okay, this is all right. But the more I watch it and the more I, you know, I just have grown to appreciate it more. Just like, wow, these, these actors have done such an amazing job. And just to see the diversity of the cast and, as we like to say, the Tolkien white guys um, with... Uh, 
Andy, Andy, and uh, what's his face from Sherlock? I Martin Freeman. Yeah, thank you. I'm just brain farting tonight. Um, it was a well done. It was just all well done, and um, in it, I hope that they don't recast him. That they can take the franchise and move forward with um, his sister and just move forward with that. And but at the same time, pay honor to Chadwick because he really is kind of like the same thing with Tom Holland. I didn't know about him. I didn't know about Black Panther. I didn't know about Chatal. I can never say his name. T'Challa. T'Challa. Thank you. But I, I grew to care about him. I grew to care about his character. And um, there's only two celebrities in my lifetime that I've cried about. First one was Robin Williams, and the second one was Chadwick Boseman. So that's all I got to say. Um, well, I mean, first of all, rest in peace, Chadwick. Um, like, uh, like Melody, um, it was uh, to, to hear about that was heartbreaking. Um, I don't usually get uh, that emotional about celebrity passings, um, but um, just uh, given his age and to know that he was battling cancer almost by himself, um, you know, no one really knew what he was going through. And it happened to be the day after my birthday. you know, it was that that was a that one hit hard for whatever reason. Um, but, uh, you know, enough about that. Wakanda forever. Um, amazing, amazing movie. Um, I, I would say within my top five of, of Marvel movies, um, just brilliantly done and cast and storyline, everything. Um uh, Shuri being my favorite, <laughs> his sister. I just absolutely, I adore her and and the relationship that the two of them have. I mean, it is truly a, you know, older brother younger sister <laughs> relationship, and it is adorable. Um, I mean it, it and it, it's. I I know it was it was a huge, huge deal for the African-American community to have a movie like this and to have this type of representation um, within uh, the, you know, action superhero genre. Uh, And I remember seeing it in the theater um, when we were living in Texas, there was a, probably a group of uh, 12 of us and opening weekend we would all go see Marvel movies so it was me uh, our our friends uh, Jennifer and Jerry their kids my friend Jana her son and then my two boys and everyone this this was what we would do is we would go see the new Marvel movie Um, and I kind of missed that but anyway um, and went to see that one that weekend and I remember us all just being blown away by how well it was done um you know so for the future of that you know like melody said i'm hoping they hand over the reins to uh uh to shuri uh his sister and uh you know not being overly familiar with the comics but it seems like that is a story arc within the comics 
that she does eventually take over as as Black Panther. Um, so that I would like to see. I do not want to see him recast. And I think uh, that is uh, kind of the uh, same opinion of most of the fans. But um, just amazing, amazingly done and absolutely loved it. Definitely. I, I know I... I think it I, I think it did deserve the Oscar nomination. I know it had no chance of winning, but you know, I'm I'm glad to see it it, it did get um nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, it, it Black Panther is an amazing film. And for me, I personally love Winter Soldier because as I've said, I love Steve Rogers, but for me, best Marvel films, it's a very, very close tie after Winter Soldier between Black Panther and Ragnarok. Um and different reasons for that but it was i was blown away i thought it was fantastic the casting was amazing i i have cried melody over celebrity deaths not very often in the last several years one was carrie fisher and um two was chadwick boseman so that was just shocking like finding that out and what a loss what a loss for us all um, what a brilliant human. So the, that was so well done. The film though inspired me and I had read a little of the comics by ta Coates, who's in MacArthur Genius Grant winner, writer, brilliant writer. Um, and I love the Dora Milaje like, um, like you and thought they were so amazing. My only critique of the film is that Several, at least some of the stories of the Dora Milaje in the more recent adaptations, there are several um, lesbian women and there there was not queer representation. Um, and I think there should have been in the film. And I think that they, Marvel has a problem with this. Let's, let's just be honest. Like we haven't been critical of Marvel and I know this is supposed to be yay, yay fun. But um, with the films, I, I believe this is about um, international issues like marketing it's about money it's about marketing it internationally um and i know that they've tried to address that a little bit and i think they're it's very different story when it comes to their tv shows um but anyway that's that's why i suspect that was not there what i find really amazing about black panther um is that in the comics this character was created so t'challa was meant to represent um martin luther king jr and um, Killmonger was meant to represent um, Malcolm X, right? The two different kind of um, philosophies, if you will, about fighting for, for civil rights. Um, and, and Stan Lee has spoken about that, I believe, um, overtly. So I think that context is pretty, is pretty interesting and fascinating. Um, there's also that subtext in X-Men, which we haven't talked about here, but technically is Marvel. Um, okay. So being a big geek, I go to a lot of panels about Black Panther and I really love hearing the various comic book artists and authors talk about what has inspired them. And I find it really fascinating that when they came up with the Dora Milaje, they actually, um, looked, they had female martial artists come in and like send them videos about how would you fight? Um, so all of that is like based on martial arts and they, they basically created, um, a culture and a language and a, you know, a, a world building. That's just so great. Okay. I'm also rambling cause this could be a whole episode, but one more note. I find it so 
wonderful to see have seen Michael B. Jordan, who I didn't really know much about as Killmonger, was just a revelation. I mean, he was just fierce and fantastic. And I loved the the sociology, if you will, of the film in terms of showing the diaspora, right? And and the argument about we we wanna we wanna support our people around the world. Where's what's our limit? Do we close our borders? Do we, you know, work on our own issues? Do we go and help? Um, how do we protect ourselves from people who would take advantage? So that whole conversation and Killmonger's motivation, I think because a lot of us can understand it and identify with it, really made that film something else, in in my opinion. Um, of course Shuri outstanding. Um, and she does, you're right. She does become Black Panther in the comics, at least one variant. Um, so I loved it so much. I make my students watch it and do homework about it <laughs> and they get to do fan homework. They get to like write comics. They get to, um, write me fanfic PG 13 or lower. Um, or <laughs> they get to, you know, uh, make me fan vids. And a lot of times I ask them to talk about the difference between Wakandan feminism and U S feminism. Right. So it's it's really inspired a lot of a lot of my life for the last several years, frankly. And someday we're just going to have to do an episode about Black Panther and it'll be the same for all of these characters. We'll just have to do an episode just focused on that. Um, and I want to just quickly say with Black Panther, I want to mention really quickly Ryan Coogler because we haven't mentioned Ryan Coogler yet. And Ryan Coogler is a fantastic director and for Michael B. Jordan, I'm going to have everybody here, if you haven't already seen it, go watch Fruitvale Station. Go watch Fruitvale Station. Um, and Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan work together a lot um, in Creed as well, which is an excellent movie as well. Um, so I recommend watching those, especially if you want to see um, some other work of Michael B. Jordan. Um, you can also go back and watch um, Parenthood, and he was in the show Parenthood. Yes, and you what can was... see little bitty baby Michael B. Jordan, which is really weird in The Wire season one, which <laughs> yeah. I watched mm -hmm. this summer and was like, what? And I didn't realize how young he was. And um, now I feel icky for finding him so attractive because he's like my brother's age. But that's OK. I'll be fine. <laughs> well, he's an adult now, so it's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, he was also on uh, Bones. As uh, Michelle's girl, or Michelle's girlfriend, Michelle's boyfriend, and I want to say like season four or five, and he was also just darling and baby and oh, adorable. And I'm gonna what? feel bad now. <laughs> there was a movie I just watched with him, um, Just Mercy, and oh, that yeah. movie was That's amazing, and he did a really nice job. So. And it's a good movie, so you should just watch it. And I read the book. The book's amazing. Okay, I'll be quiet. Yeah, yeah. And Jamie Foxx is incredible in that movie. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, yeah, I recommend that one. And and little fun little trivia quickly about Michael B. Jordan and Chazwick, Chadwick Boseman is Chadwick Boseman was in All My Children, um, the the soaped All My Children. And he didn't like the direction they were taking his character because they um, he played um, a character who was adopted by a white family. I believe it was something like that. And, and he was like a, a drug dealer or something. And he didn't like how stereotypical 
the stereotypes in it, I believe. And he went to the producers and he basically, you know, he was, nobody knew who he was then. And he stood up to them and said, you know, I I don't want to play this character this way. This is how this character should be played. And he ended up leaving all my children. And he was recast uh, with Michael B. Jordan took over the role. And a lot of the stuff that Chadwick Boseman suggested to them, they ended up doing. And for yeah and yeah so it's an interesting little thing and they didn't know that until they started working together and uh found that trivia out so i think that's good and as far as with black panther what i think is so interesting about this with the quote-unquote villain character with michael b jordan's character is you can really really see where he's coming from um it's very easy to understand what his motivations are this is where you just go, okay, so Black Panther's good and Killmonger's evil. It's not like that at all. And I like the complexity of that. I also love that there are so many strong Black women in this movie. That is so rare anyway. It's really nice to see that too. Um, And I didn't know about... um, or maybe I did, but I didn't know because I haven't read any of the comics. But Tanahasi Coates, I want to just say really quickly, don't just read his comic books. Read a lot of the stuff he writes because the stuff he writes on race in America is incredible. He's an incredible human being. And just go out and seek anything where he's spoken, um, any interview he's given, any talk he's given, anything like that um, is just really incredible. So I'm really glad that Tanya has mentioned him a couple of times, but I wanted to make sure to bring that up too, um, is especially right now, I think um, we really should be reading a lot of what he says, you know, and listening to a lot of what he says, because he's an amazing, amazing human being. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think Black Panther is incredible. And I agree. I think it would be very disrespectful to cast it, um, to recast the character. I'm sorry. And what Chadwick did and and what he gave to young kids, to um, young black kids to be able to see a superhero is really incredible. There's this video and I talked about it when we talked about him after he passed of all these people thanking him, um, all these men and women just thanking him and not knowing he was there. And then he comes out and surprises them and they're kind of talking to like a cutout, a standout of him and it's really beautiful and it makes you cry and um so yeah it's just it's a great a great movie and i'm really glad they got ryan coogler to do it because ryan coogler is one of the most talented directors around today in my opinion so i i I can't wait to see what he does next i can't wait to see i mean that sounds really kind of maybe cold but i will be interested to see where they take this storyline um and i agree the sister she, she is probably one of my favorites um, of all the characters. And um, Letitia Wright is just so good in the role. You know, all, all the actors are amazing in Black Panther. I want to say that they're all just so incredible, just such amazing performances, powerhouse really. So yeah, just, just a great cast. And we will definitely have to do an episode just talking about Black Panther, because I think that's really important to really delve into that one. Um, okay, so let's get to um, Captain Marvel. I want to talk about Captain Marvel because um, I, have, I have a lot of to say about this one, actually. So let's start with Lydia. Lydia, what are your thoughts on Captain Marvel? Um, I think that, that, that she's, like, really cool and really powerful. And I love that, like, she was kind of getting held down, but then she, like, found her own path instead of just, like, 
staying like that. And um, I really like the one of the end scenes where, like, the man, I don't know his name, but he's like, if you're really worthy, then you can stand up to me and fight me without your powers. And she's just like, nope. And she just, like, blasts them back with her powers. And that was really funny because, like, she was like, yeah, no, I don't need to prove that I was that I'm worthy to you, and that was like really, right? Because like, that's usually what happens is like the person proves their worth, but she didn't do that. She was just like, oh, I don't need your opinion on what you think I am. I just need myself, um, in my opinion. And I really like Goose. I took a Marvel quiz and I got Goose. Like who, which um, character you are in Captain Marvel, and I think Goose is probably my favorite character. And I think that Fury was being overdramatic when he's like, "Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye, but it was just Goose." So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Goose is great, and Melody. Well, I think it's Nick Fury's job to be over dramatic uh um i i really i didn't know much about her uh going in um i enjoyed the movie i agree with lydia that was probably one of my favorite scenes um it's one thing marvel's been really good about even like with peggy carter like peggy did all the work in the show and the guy goes well, how can you stand me she's like i know my value i know my worth and uh, i appreciated that in uh, captain marvel um the 90s flashbacks were fantastic. Um, the blockbuster and all the little, you know, little homage to the times and the clothes and the music. Um, it was a well done movie. Um, I appreciated um, the way they brought her into our, into, I say our, because, you know, I own the MCU, um, into the MCU universe. And, um, even at the end, you know, when you stay and they've got the pager and she shows up and, and then, um, they bring her into, uh, end game. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, I hate to use the term fanboys didn't like, um, the scene with all the women at the end of end game, but I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Cause I was like, Okay, yeah, that's pretty badass. You know, because guys get that all the time. And they they don't understand, you know, for for us ladies to see that, you know, go back to representation. I mean, for me it was a big deal. It's like when Ray grabs the the when the lightsaber goes to her in Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, girl power. I know it sounds silly, but it's just like it really resonated in to me it's just like you know we don't we can do this and then it's it's really important and it's encouraging to know that the next generation coming up that's just going to be normal for them and um yeah it's a great movie and I I really like um Brie Larson and I like the scene where he tells her to smile and she's just like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) yeah and Sarah uh, <clears throat> um, I, I loved it. Loved Captain Marvel. Um, and it, it, it's interesting because, you know, like I had said earlier, you know, it, it's been, um, 
you know, sort of a, a tradition of, of going to see all the Marvel movies with these friends of ours when we lived in Texas. Well, obviously not living in Texas anymore. So now it's just, you know, either me and my boys or, or me and friends. And uh, I'd taken my boys to see it. And uh, they weren't overly impressed. And they're like, eh. I've said, well, you know what? It wasn't made for you. Um, you know, and then kind of had to explain to them what I meant by that. Um, you know, I, I I loved the character. I loved her, you know, after she comes to C-53 <laughs> and blasts into the blockbuster um, and, and the relationship. Um, and the banter between her and Fury is just hilarious. Um, and and how she ends up, um, you know, what what she doesn't remember her past, um, ends up, uh, um, you know, being raised, I don't even know, raised, I guess raised in a way on Hala and being fed all this you know, false information about the squirrels and how they're attacking all these worlds and they have to save them and how false that information is. And, you know, that kind of relates to some things that are going on right now. Um, and how she finally, you know, accepts that this, this is not correct and starts standing up for the squirrels and, and how unjust they've been treated. Um, and eventually stands up to her captor in a way, um, who's been holding her back and, and keeping her down and feeding her all these lies. And she's finally had enough of it and is like, no, I don't need to prove like, like Lydia said, I don't need to prove anything to you. Um, and, and sends him back, um, you know, it's it's become again. It's become one of my probably top five favorite Marvel movies. Um, and I'd also like the uh, just to add the uh, use of uh, no doubts. Just a girl during the the one battle scene was brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm like I I can't think of a more perfect song to use during that time. Um, so I'm really uh, excited to see more of uh, Captain Marvel and, and where that's going. And, uh, you know, even her, um, you know, her character in Endgame, I mean, it, it had been build up, built up so much that we thought she was going to have this major role, and she didn't. You know, we, we were all sort of, well, I don't know, all of us, um, but it, it had been built up so much that we thought she was going to have this major role in defeating Thanos, um, and it wasn't. And I actually kind of like that because it's not what we were expecting. Interesting. Yeah. And Tanya? Yeah, I, um, I'm i less familiar with, with um, Captain Marvel. I've seen it. And I actually was a little lukewarm about it uh, first seeing it. But when I went back and rewatched it, I think I appreciated it a lot more. And I love that there was no love interest, right? It's not that she doesn't have flirtations, um, you know, maybe, I guess, with with several people, frankly. And that's fine. Um, I just really appreciated that a, a love interest or a weird love interest wasn't central to the story. If anything, maybe her friend Maria or her 
possible. I could read that as a couple. Um, and I kind of almost wish they would have went there. I don't, I don't know if that's something in the comics or not. Fun fact, um, the writer of one of the more recent um, Miss, or Captain Marvel, um, Kelly Sue DeConnick, has a little cameo. And you can spot her because she has really bright red hair. And she's in the beginning. So she was the writer of, like, she's just a background character. And she's actually married to the person that wrote the awesome, awesome Hawkeye comics. So I'm just like, that's my level of nerd about. <laughs> about. And um, Kelly Sue DeConnick is very feminist and also writes a fantastic comic called Bitch Planet that is, you know, rated R, but is wonderful. Um, we'll have to have a comics, a comics, uh, an episode on other comics that aren't Marvel at some point. But yeah, I, I really appreciate Brie Larson. I wasn't positive about her, but she's such a great actress. I The first thing I remember seeing her in was a film called, I think it was called Brick, which is Ryan Johnson. And I love, I love old weird, not old, indie weird movies. Brick is fantastic. So like when Ryan Johnson did Star Wars, I was like, yes. And he did Looper and um, Knives Out was so good, right? So anyway, Brie Larson, I knew she's like one of those people who I saw and was like, she's going to win an Oscar. And then she did. So I'm not saying I can see the future, but <laughs> anyway, no. Um, so I thought I thought she was good. I was a little unsure because she's very petite. And I kind of picture Carol Danvers as sort of a a bigger person, like a like a muscly, like a, um, you know, you remember that show American Gladiators? Like okay I'm old <laughs> I picture her like one of those folks and I I don't know but uh I thought she did a good job I really appreciated everybody in the in the film and uh Annette Benning, what a nice uh a nice role for her she's so great so yeah good stuff I hope they do another one I would love to see Kamala Khan and frankly we we would get like an all-female almost all-female Avengers if we went to the next generation because we'd have America Chavez as the Captain America We'd have Kate Bishop as Hawkeye. We'd have um, Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan. And I think Ironheart is a is an, a black woman who is now Iron Man in the comics. So that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I love Captain Marvel. When I first saw it, the first 20 minutes or so, until she goes back into the 90s and the great wonderful scene where she lands in blockbuster video because as someone who was a manager at blockbuster video and loved blockbuster video i i I got such a kick out of that um but until then i actually found it really boring to be honest and then i got really into it and i just loved it and um i love brie larson i thought she was fantastic and I, I'm so happy, just a little geek out here, to have somebody else mention the movie Brick because I hardly ever hear that movie mentioned. I own that movie. I almost grabbed my DVD to hold it up um, because that movie is so good. And another great one that she's in is Short Term 12. And then another great one that she won um, the Oscar for is Room. So, yeah, not necessarily happy movies, but fun movies. Not fun, but good movies to watch, I mean, um, performance-wise. But, yeah, I think she's really good. Um, I think it's really sad to see how she was attacked a lot. Brie Larson, the actress, um, on social media and all the sexism and um, misogyny and everything that came out um, during that time was kind of was sad to see. And it was sad to see recently um, so many Marvel actors stand up for Chris Pratt and 
I don't remember seeing a lot of those people stand up for Brie Larson. So that that was really disappointing to see. I, I do want to say that really quickly because it's just kind of been a recent thing that happened. Um, but yeah, she, I, I like them a lot. I think she's really good. I, I love Goose too. Um, I love her interactions. I, I love the fact that it, there wasn't like a love interest. Um, I loved that she wasn't sexualized in the movie really. Um, and she's beautiful, but it wasn't about that. Um, and yeah, the, the no doubt song. Yeah. is just that whole scene is really great too. I loved that. I could watch that over and over again. And <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck who did the movie. Um, because I think they're a really good pair. They make a lot of really interesting. I know them as such as indie filmmakers. So it was really interesting to watch them kind of take this on. And I think, I honestly think sometimes when indie filmmakers go to these um, big tentpole pictures that they can bring a sensibility that I think sometimes is missing um, and they can bring a lot more characterization because um, they've had to do that before. And I just, I just want to mention that really quickly. I think it's really interesting how many of them do go, you know, Ryan Coogler was an independent filmmaker and watching them go from that to these um, films is, is really interesting and great to see. So yeah, yeah, it's, I, I like it and I like her character a lot and I thought I was going to have more to say, but I think everybody kind of said what I, what I wanted to say about her, but yeah, I just, I think she's a really, really good character. I'm glad to have her on there. Um, I would say she's probably one of my favorites, honestly, um, and I wish we had seen more of her in Avengers and I'm really interested to see more of her character coming up. Um, yeah. So I know we're kind of running short on time here. So there are a bunch of people we didn't get to. We didn't get to Thor. We didn't get to, <laughs> we didn't get to the Hulk. We need um, a part we, two. We, we got yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause there's just, so many, there's so yeah. many. Because yeah, I was, <laughs> Sorry, I was going to shout out for um, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, who is amazing. And she and yes. Brie are so funny because people, fans ship Captain Marvel and uh, Valkyrie, right? And they're so <laughs> cute. Like, the actors will engage yeah, that. Do. And they, yeah, and they, like, tease each other and um, retweet fan art and things. It's really fun. Yeah, I can see Lydia is one of those that ships them. <laughs> She's like, yep, yep. Um, but let's wrap things up. I want to just quickly just go around and just for a couple minutes, if there's anything else you briefly want to add um, about Marvel. I I know we didn't cover everybody, but if you just want to give a brief shout out to anything, Lydia. Not really. Um, um, yeah, just all the actors because they're all pretty cool and they're pretty good for the Cool. Thanks, Lydia. And then uh, Melody. Um, no, I mean, um, if you're interested, uh, and if if you're female, obviously, we have a Star Wars Star Wars group. I'm I'm so tired, guys. I'm sorry. We have a, a a comic book group. It's a lot of Marvel, but it has to do with all comics. It's called the Amazons of Marvel. It's on Facebook, so um, come by, and uh, we'll have discussions there we talk about marvel dc um little indie things tv shows etc etc but yeah um 
maybe I'll be a little more coherent. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were great. And Tanya, I mean, sorry, Sarah. You know why I keep doing that? Because I look over here and I see Tanya. And it's like the way it's lined up on my screen. <laughs> oh, it's messing me up. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> totally fine. I'm not insulted at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, really not much to add other than Loki. And that's just all I'm going to say because Loki and Tom Hiddleston and just the way he portrays the character and, you know, he, he is definitely, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I'd say he's an anti-hero, but you know, he, he does play both sides. Um, but he is definitely one of my, if not my favorite Marvel character in the MCU. And uh, I hope we, uh, I know we're supposed to be getting a TV show. I'm hoping that still happens. So fingers crossed. Lydia, did you have something you wanted to add on that? Um, Just with Loki, he's like a hero, but only when it's convenient for him. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. That's it exactly. Yeah. And Tanya. Yeah, Loki's, I guess, chaotic neutral. Yeah, right? True, true neutral. Chaotic. Anyway, I don't know. We could go on to alignments. Yeah, probably um, chaotic neutral. Yeah. Well, I've I've given you all like a reading list and reading homework. So I feel like I've done my job as both your teacher <laughs> and your nerd um, for tonight. But um, I don't know. Like, what else did I want to say? Oh, there was something and it went totally out of my head. Oh, well. Um, probably read comic books. Go to your library. Read comics. They're good. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to have another, another round to talk about more. I'm very excited about She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk's a really great, um, character. And of course, if you look at the nineties ones, she's drawn with big old boobies and stuff like that. Um, you know, (laughs) but more modern iterations of She-Hulk are really fun. And unlike Bruce Banner, she keeps her intelligence when she transforms, which I think makes sense because women can keep our shit together. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, seriously, we can. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't really have anything else to add except for um I will say next February, I already do have it on the schedule. I thought I did and I double checked while um we were doing this that we are doing a Black Panther episode. So in February next year. So just to let you know, we already have that on the schedule. And we definitely will have to do a Marvel part two. Um, and then keep going on and on and on to individual ones. So like I said, I have a list of over 300 different shows that we're going to have to do in the future. So don't worry. We will never run out of show ideas. Okay. So let's go ahead and close out and I'll have everyone say where they can be found. I'm going to skip over you, Lydia, though. But <laughs> And I'll, I'll go to you, Melody, if you want to be found. Um, yeah, just come to the Amazons of Marvel. That'd probably be the best place to find me right now. Um, it's where the most neutral melody is located. (laughs) (laughs) The most neutral. I like that. And, and Sarah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at the most neutral. Um, (laughs) um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Sarah, uh, the Carol Barnick. Or on uh, Twitter at Nate, N-A-T-E-C-A-M-M-O-M. That's at Nate Cam Mom. Um, So follow me just on social media, but not in person. (laughs) But not in person. (laughs) And Tanya. 
Hi, uh, you can find me on Twitter at AK Nerd Fighting, um, and the first AK and N and F are capitals. That's my more um, academic researcher geek account, and then also at Prof Tanya Cook, which is a little bit more either pictures of cats or academic stuff or random thoughts. And I see a cat. Yay. Hi, Sarah's cat. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. If, I, I think everybody on here are total cat people. Everybody that's on the panel with me. I mean, I have, I'm a True. dog True. person, but everybody else I'm watching, I'm like, because I know Lydia is, I know Sarah, Melody, Tanya. Yeah. So I just thought that, that was an interesting little tidbit to throw out there. Um, and this is Aaron. You can follow me on Twitter at EAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, any Marvel characters you'd like us to discuss in the future, feel free to email us at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And please, please, please rate and review us on Apple podcasts. That helps us get found in that big wide world of podcasts and follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. And next week we are kicking off our epic supernatural celebration. And Warning to all our listeners, I am the biggest Dean fan in the whole entire world. That's probably not true, but I feel like it. He's my all-time favorite character, Dean Winchester is. So you are going to be dealing with a lot of gushing. If you think I gush about George Clooney, you think I gush about um, Steve Harrington on our Stranger Things episode, and quite a few other people I gush about on here, that's nothing compared to how much I love the character of Dean Winchester. So just be prepared for that. So we're going to start off um, talking about the Eric Kripke era and Sarah and Melody are going to be returning for that one. And then we are going to be talking about Sarah Gamble's era. So until next time, remember it's a fandom thing and black lives matter. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com